Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Well, I haven't actually been into this as long as most of them out here. I actually only started running dogs. I got my first dog in 20. Okay. And uh, in South Dakota, so we we don't have a lot of areas that we can run towns. It has to be on private ground for lions. You have to be on private ground and outside of what we call the fire protection district. So if you've ever been to South Dakota, basically... <laughs> The, the Black Hills is yeah. all of our mountainous range. Yeah. And and that's what they consider the fire protection district. It, it's absolutely littered with lions, mm-hmm. but we're not allowed to run them. Jeez. So we get a hunt on private ranches outside and that type of stuff. And uh, I was actually out one day food hunting. Is, you know, that's the, the term they use out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not using dogs. And I was following a lion trip. Yep, just following a lion track. A lot of these guys, they they walk them out, and they're they're successful out of it. It's pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily my cup of tea no more, but uh, <laughs> exactly, I, I I don't dock it because it's 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 some hard work. Yeah, but uh, so I was out doing that, and I ended up on this ranch that some family friends owned. It's big. I, I was following a cat out there, and they. I was in the area and I, I called him. I said, Hey, well, this, this Tom's headed over into your guys' place. Do you mind if I follow it? And they're like, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but if you get if you get into something fresh, he's like, Let me know. Like, I'll, I'll call my guy with the dogs. And I was like, With the dogs? What do you mean? He's like, Yeah, we can hunt with hounds over here. You know, it, it wasn't really a commonly known thing, you know. Uh, but I was like, Well, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do that. So day in and day out, I was in and out of that place and ended up catching a few tracks that, you know, we, we got a hold of the guy, never ran anything. And then he, uh, bumped into me one day and see me on the side of the road. And he's like, Hey, are you, you Patrick? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm, I'm Tate. I'm the guy that they were going to call to, uh, run a, a line for you. If you caught any tracks. And I was like, Oh, cool. And we just kind of hit it off from there and hunted from, or the whole 2019 season, trying to get something caught, get something caught. And then uh, we ran a few cats, never got anything in a tree, and uh, ended up in 20. I caught a lion coming through, and it was just this crazy cold spell that we had. I've been running game cameras up on the place and all that whatnot. We had this cold weather come through for about a week where it was negative 10 and below. Jeez. And we went out and we, we ran for tracks and two days we were out and there, there was nothing moving, nothing moving around. And I decided to kick out on a road that was just north of the place on my way home. And I catch a lion track, nice, nice track. And, but the area we were in, we weren't able to pursue with dogs. It was, it was okay. a special area and it was just outside of where we were at. So I actually went in, tried to call the cat to me, or at least see where it was at. So I hiked in, followed him around for a little while. I couldn't get him to do nothing or come to me or nothing like that. So I gave him a break, and I left, and I went out every morning. I would circle that area and see if this cat was still in there. 
every morning there's no tracks leaving, no tracks leaving. And on that fourth day, I had a track headed south. And I followed that track out to the next road. Cat's still going south. Followed out to the next road. Cat's still going south. Finally, we got to a spot where we were allowed to dump dogs. And uh, we got in there. Let's dogs go. And we chased this cat around for probably eight hours, what I think it ended up being at about negative 14. Jeez. And uh, ended up, it, it was. It was, a, it was a really long day. And uh, we ended up treating the cat. And it was great time. I ended up harvesting that cat. And uh, made lots of great friends over the whole ordeal. Uh, still really good friends with all of them. And uh, that's kind of where my my hounds kicked <laughs> off from there. You know, yeah. there, was, there was no doubt I was getting them. Yep. You know, they turned over to me and he's like, hey, man, you know, this is going to be a whole lot more fun when you get some dogs. <laughs> and I I don't even think it was eight months later and I had my first for guys that get bit, it it doesn't take much. You go on one. Oh, I, and my wife, my wife, she hates it. She puts <laughs> up with it. You know, she knows, she understands this. I mean, this is, it, it ain't going away. Yeah. I ain't no fly by night, buy a couple dogs and this ain't for me type stuff. It, it's turned into the rest of the life. <laughs> oh, yeah. What kind of dogs did you end up getting? Uh, so I started out with uh, a grade walker dog. Okay. Uh, I ended up uh, out in Utah for work, mm -hmm. and obviously this is like the mecca of hounds out here. You know, everybody's got dogs. You, you drive around, there's dog boxes in the back of every truck out here. And uh, I, I, where I was working at, I, I had an acquaintance that I knew through uh, some side-by-side -side stuff. And I knew that he'd been out running lions with a friend of his, and I, I got a hold of him. And I was like, hey, is there, is there any chance that your your buddy would have any dogs for sale? And he got me in touch with him, and he actually did. He had this little female. She was a year old. Uh, she'd been slightly started. You know, she'd been walked to a few trees and that type of stuff. But okay. was, as you know, and that's what I told him. I, I wanted a dog that had an idea. Yeah. But when, when I trained her, I, I knew that what I was doing was training the dog. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to start out with somebody's already broke dog. So I ended up picking her up and hauling her home and we ran coons all summer long. And I just fed her coon after coon after coon and she just took to it. Well, it uh, sounds like you have a pile of coon out there. That's for sure. Yeah, we're, we're well, some areas we do and some areas we don't, but we're pretty fortunate with the areas that we got. You know, and uh, we, I ended up running her on that coon or on coon all summer long and it got towards season and uh there was a a post on this little little red dog that came up for sale they were a litter of pups and they were five months old out of new mexico and uh i told the wife i was like wow geez i didn't know didn't know if i should get another dog or not but i said you know these, these pups are just to the point where they could be started this season yeah uh, and we talked about it and i said all right i'm gonna do it so Ended up buying the dog, and she came over, and <laughs> I, I had the worst time with this dog. She was the most timid, shy, you know, mm -hmm. I, most people would have given her away. Yeah. But uh, she ended up coming around, you know. I 
I worked her throughout that season, just kind of let her free run with the other dogs. And we were, we were catching a few cats and, you know, we got everybody to a point where they weren't awful, but they, <laughs> they had an idea of what was going on and we were, we were getting stuff done. Uh, I had a really good friend that he had some seasoned dogs that were really helping to get them started. And, uh, we went from there and hunted every chance we got and just got them as much experience as they could. Mm-hmm. And that little red dog, I ended up sending her out to Idaho with another friend. And uh, she went out there and ran some bear cool. and did just great. But she came back 10 times the dog, you know, just, just the handle she had. Oh yeah. She, she got, she got over the fear of, you know, being caught and being handled and all that. And she's really turning into one of my better dogs. And it, it, I don't know. A lot of guys like to see dogs catching and doing their thing by a year, year and a half. You know, you always hear, well, this dog's finished it. It's only two years old. Mm-hmm. They might be, I don't know. I've, I've never, <laughs> you know, I've only been doing this for a short amount of time, but, uh, I gave the dog a chance and she's actually doing well for me. So the I enjoyed that. The only people that I, in my opinion, that can make a dog in that short a period of time are people that do not have a job or their job is to hunt. Like, yeah, exactly. If you have no job, then yes, you can probably do it. But people yeah. that have a, a job, a family, other commitments, and yeah. don't hunt day in and day out, they're not going to have a finished dog at a year and a half, two years old. Yeah, and I'm and and I I hunt a lot. You know, I'm, I I work a fourteen off, fourteen on schedule. So when I'm home, I'm generally hunting at least once a day or every other at the at the minimum. Yeah, yeah, you know. So they they do get out quite often so like mm-hmm. you said i unless unless you're really putting it to it i, I just don't see it you know mm-hmm. but some dogs do there, there's dogs i've seen that are at a very young age so far that are gonna make phenomenal dogs yeah you know they're they're out there i'm not saying they're not yep oh they definitely are i that's just yeah. my opinion that most people even if you have a phenomenal dog to call it a finished dog i think is still oh yeah a, a little a little much. <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah i got i got that walker and then i've got that i call her a red bone but she's actually i don't even think she's got a whole lot of red bone in her they mm-hmm. she comes out of the Meekum stuff out of utah yeah and uh she's just a red dog but she yep. she does pretty good she doesn't really fit my pack very well because everything else i got is walker okay <laughs> but and then i got two sisters to that other walker dog I, i've really enjoyed running those guys mm-hmm. and uh, the buddy of mine i ended up becoming pretty good friends with that i got my first hound from and he's had a few litters out of her dad and i've just slowly picked him up as i've gone and there you go. they've been coming out this year and doing well and we're we're trying so that's awesome so you have four females then yeah. Okay. That just kind of happened by chance, or were you just, are you purposely prefer females over males? Uh, I I like the idea of females. Okay. Uh, I've always had female bird dogs, mm-hmm. and I I had a male Beesla, and he was kind of wild, and I liked the, how how my females worked in the past, mm-hmm. and. uh so I decided I was just going to go with females with hounds and a lot of people 
like they always ask me, well, you don't have any bites or nothing like that. You know, I, 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 my dogs kennel all together. I feed them all together. They, and I, I don't have any issues. I guess they got their little peck in order and they do well with it and just go from there. That's good. Females can be tough. Some, some can be very, very temperamental and yeah. Long, but then other times. And I got, but I got one. She don't put up with a lot, but everybody else knows it and they leave her alone and they all do good. Yeah. You know? Well, I think we've made it this far in and uh, I haven't had you introduce yourself. So why don't you do that? Uh, I'm Patrick Weimer, I'm vice president of the South Dakota Housing Association. Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> been in the hounds for about three years now. Figuring it all out, though, sounds like. So I've enjoyed my time with it. So you jumped in head first. You've gotten four hounds. And then how did you end up becoming the vice president of the South Dakota Houndsman Association in such a short amount of time? <laughs> uh, well, I don't really know. Uh, the South Dakota Housing Association, uh, it, it's kind of been a, a, a tight knit group. Uh, it, it's been there for quite a while. A lot of people don't know that there is an association. Uh, I, I get that all the time. I get that from people in South Dakota. They're like what we, we have an association, <laughs> you know, it, it was like, it was a secret society Yeah, and nothing against any of the guys that were a part of it. You know, that's kind of how houndsmen are, you know, they like to keep to themselves and, go from there and i guess i started talking with people i was trying to get a part of it when i first got with my dogs but i couldn't get a hold of nobody and nobody was around to answer a phone call or there wasn't anything going on and you know i kind of dug around and ended up getting a hold of their president who was the president at the time and i said hey what are we what are you guys doing is there are you you know, is it is there any meetings or is there any type of this stuff? Like, what can we do as houndsmen? And he said, you know, they said we've kind of been disbanded for a little bit. And, you know, everybody kind of went their own way. You know, they were still doing things, but it was it was very lack of effort, okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and but you know, stuff like that it, it gets hard. You yeah. know, there's people have all kinds of lives going on and yep, whatnot. Definitely. But uh, we ended up getting a meeting together and trying to figure out what was going on and they voted for positions and I was nominated and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a whole lot of idea what was going on, but it's, it's been working out. Uh, we've, we've grown the association a little bit with the board and we've got a pretty good group of guys that hopefully we'll be able to get some, some good things going with it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we started this field trials. They had one in the past. Yeah. And, but it, but it wasn't anything of the caliber that it is now, you know, last year we started it and, you know, we jumped in head first on trying to make this thing just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and it really worked out. I think last year there's a lot of people seen it when we were, we were done and over and they're like, Oh well, yeah, we definitely should have came out to that. Yeah. You know, everybody else does their banquets and that type of stuff. And they, they give away all type of stuff. You know, that's, that's what we do at our trial. Okay. Yeah, you know, our our trials is our our one big hurrah for the year. Mm-hmm. So, well, it hopefully, like we're, had a we're good turnout last year. I, I know I saw some pictures of it, and seemed like I think quite he, few dogs. I think we had upwards of sixty to seventy dogs That's show really up. Good for your, you know, the first trial coming back after kind of a yeah. hiatus and trying to reboot everything. So, well, I think I think the the year before there was eight. <laughs> yeah. So it it definitely grew. Definitely. 
and you're about to have so, another one, aren't you? Yep, we'll we'll have our trials coming up here on May twentieth. Okay. So That's awesome. And you guys are getting, getting that a bunch of stuff donated for like you said you give away a lot of stuff yeah and that's that's the thing you know last year we i think everybody went home with something that's awesome you know i, I don't think anybody was unhappy with being there i don't think you know everybody seemed to have a great time mm-hmm. uh met a lot of people and there's there's a lot of people that you know they they're new into hounds and they don't necessarily have somebody that yeah. might be a mentor or that type of stuff you know they got a couple dogs but they're trying to do their thing but it, it allows people to meet each other and get out there and, you know, just congregate together around the house, you know, yeah. hang out, tell stories, you know, all the, all the stuff we all enjoy to do. No, I know that even like, you know, I'd coon hunted for a couple of years when I was in college and then I moved home and I still had some dogs and I almost started kind of losing interest because I didn't have a lot of places to hunt and uh, just didn't know anybody locally. And then yeah. I got told to go to the one coon hunters club and went up there met a bunch of those guys, you know, and kind of fell in that, in that club and got involved. And it honestly kind of got me more fired up and started hunting my dog a lot more and actually yeah. opened up some doors to like some public ground that I didn't even know was public. Like, you know, ground right around me that I just didn't even know was, I could be, hunting. you know, and that's in, in all reality, that's, that's really how you and I met, you know, he showed up at the trials. Mm-hmm. I knew of Cody yeah, and, uh, he hunted with a friend of mine that really got me on this and he, uh, shot me a message and said, Hey, you want to go hunting? And he brought me out to his coon spot and we caught some coons and had a great time and we've been hunting ever since. Good deal. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, so, I think it's funny, you know, as hounds, we, we, t- we tend to kind of keep to ourselves, but it's nice to be able to get out and meet like-minded people and actually get to talk to people. And Oh yeah, exactly. I I can only, I can only take so long as sitting in the corner at a family function, not being able to talk about dogs. (laughs) You know, same thing. Like I go to a family function. I'm like just sitting over here minding my own business, but I go to a, a coon hunt and it's, you know, talking to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And you get to catch up, see what you've been doing throughout the year. And, yeah. Uh, a pretty good time. I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. Yep. So what's going on with the South Dakota Houndsman Association now? I mean, you guys, besides the field trials, I know you guys, you know, getting everything rebooted and trying to get everything growing. And so, so what uh, else yeah. are you guys doing? So, uh, we got a few things that we're working towards. Uh, there's a few issues with South Dakota on the way that they run with hounds. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we can do. We can't do. There's lots of gray areas and that type of stuff. And we're just kind of trying to round out the rules and hopefully get some more seasons opened up where we're able to pursue cats in other areas and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, there's a bunch of stipulations with out of state, houndsmen being able to run coon so right now you can't have any sort of ukc or anything like that okay come to south dakota you know so we're we'd like to maybe see that changed here down the road hopefully sooner than later uh and then obviously our lion season you know we would like to 
have some tags allotted towards the houndsmen. We we have an area that's just absolutely littered with lions, and we'd like to be able to to run them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. Now, as, as far as your membership goes, what are most guys running? I mean, most guys running lions and bobcats, or most guys coon hunters. Oh, I think it's a, a good mix of everything. You know, like I said, the way the way South Dakota's set up, uh, where you got East River and West River. West River is more mountainous, and East River is into the prairie and that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys on the eastern part of the state they tend to run coons and some bobcat and that type of stuff. And then a lot of us over in the mountainous side, you know, we'll we'll run lions and bobcat and raccoon as well. Okay. Uh, we tend to slip over to Wyoming a lot, being close to the border. So we run over there. Uh, we get a little more freedom. Gotcha. Being able to run on that side, and then, uh, but we get we get some cats harvested in South Dakota every now and then. Nice. Uh, it's just it's just hard hard to come by. Yeah. So, and that's that's one reason why you know I'd like to see uh, a season open up within the fire protection district. Because you know, there's there's guys that don't want to see it changed, but there's 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 guys that don't have the access that those guys have. You know, yeah. I I'm fortunate enough that I've I've got some places that I'm able to run in South Dakota, and I can run in my own state. I've caught lions in my own state, mm-hmm. but there's guys that don't have those connections, and they won't. That you know, it's just there's there's tight knit places, and that's just how private land goes. Exactly. You know, they don't let everybody go on, and and it's you know, it used to be a little different, but with modern society and Onyx and all that stuff, everybody's knocking on doors all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff kind, kind of tends to turn people away. But uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be able to see the average guy just be able to go up in the hills and be able to work his dogs and be able to catch some lines. Yeah. No, so, that'd be great, though. I mean, and that's the, the importance of being organized and having an association. I know um, some guys I'm, I'm working here with the state of Pennsylvania and we're trying to get something together to, you know, there's, there's a small organizations, but we're kind of trying to all get more united in a larger. Yeah, front. for sure. So, where, are you, where are you at in Pennsylvania? I am in the Southeast corner. And what do you, what, I guess, what do you guys primarily run out there? Is it just mostly coon? Do you guys have a, any bobcat or any of that type of stuff? So where I'm at, it's all coon. Um, all coon. Now, if you get further north in the mountains or even further west, like over there more towards Pittsburgh, you know, you can run some cats. Um, people run them, but not a lot. Most, most yeah. guys that run cats, I would say, are more, they're more coyote hunters than cat hunters. Um, yeah, yeah. That just switch over to cats when the, like a three weeks. When they're season. able. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got some Pennsylvania guys that show up over in our area just about every year. And they, uh, they do pretty dang good on them lions. Really? Yeah, they, they, they do well. And they're, they're, I, I haven't met them. I've seen them out there. Uh, they're, they're a bunch of young guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they come out here and get after it. They, they do a good job. That's awesome. Like I said, there's not a lot of guys that specifically target bobcats in the state. There's a handful, but just not a ton. Yeah. So I would say, as far as houndsmen are concerned, you've got beagles, coon hounds, and coyote hounds are your probably three top. I got you. 
that beagle stuff looks like it's fun. I've I've never been around it, but mm-hmm. from from what I've seen, it looks like it's enjoyable. The funny thing is, is I've actually never went rabbit hunting with a pack of beagles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm surrounded by it, but and there's it's honestly more rabbit hunters around here than there are coon hunters, but it's just never happened. Yeah, yeah. Done. Just the way it's kind of worked out. Have you ever, have you ever made a trip out west? I have not. You got to get out here. I know. I, I need to. <laughs> I've got enough connections. I could I could leave here and, and be gone for a month and and hunt all over the place now. But I just got to make a make it a way that I can afford that. Not yeah, working. I get that. If, if if we could all hunt every day, we would. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so for everyone listening, you know there is a Patreon. So if you would like to see me travel the country and hunt and. uh I will record podcast after podcast after podcast while I do it. So, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll do a podcast at the tree. Exactly. So you you on a line with your dog. So, uh, you know, buy those t-shirts off a of W and join my Patreon, and I will travel around a lot more and get some live uh, some live action coverage. Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. That's that's one thing that I've definitely done. Uh, you know, reaching out to people and making connections and, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I got someone almost everywhere I could go hunt with, you know, if I had the time, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's but, funny uh, how small the world is and how, you know, you probably know somebody that knows somebody, you know. The, the crazy thing is, is like, I've ran into a lot of like people that are running the same dogs as me. Yeah. On totally different parts of the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, like, We've got litter mates and <laughs> never even knew it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's funny. It's, it's pretty small world in the husband community. It really is. So we, uh, we ended up over in the Wyoming this last season and, uh, ended up bumping into some guys from Maryland <laughs> and just, randomly out in the middle of the woods and we ended up we we're we we're running a lion and they bumped into us and they were like well when, when did you guys get in here we were just by here we're like well we just came in about six o'clock because you know we just tried working this cat we got it running but he got up into the rocks and dogs got screwed up and it just wasn't working out so we pulled our dogs and ended up uh they wanted to try to see if they could run it and we said yeah go ahead uh so they tried jumping on it there and we were actually going to loop around to see if we'd catch up to it and uh they were looking to harvest the cat and we had tags in our pockets but we we really didn't care to take a cat yeah but there were some young dogs there and we all came up with a plan and decided that you know if we get on this line we'll all make it to the tree together and yep it'll it'll work out so we ended up running with him for a little bit. We didn't get the cat caught that day and ended up the next day I get a phone call and Matt York, he got a hold of me and said, Hey man, mm-hmm. are you guys going to be back out there tomorrow? And I, I had all kinds of plans. I, I wasn't able to hunt. Mm-hmm. I, I said, no, I said, I, I probably won't be up there, but I mean, you guys are doing great. You'll probably get something. Yeah. And he said, well, would you want to, is there a chance I can get you to come out? And I said, well, I don't know. He said, well, my boy's coming out today. And I said, he wasn't there with us yesterday. And uh, 
he, he wants to harvest a lion. And I said, well, how old is he? And he said he was 12. And I, once he said that, I was, <laughs> dogs were loaded and I'm on my way. There you go. And uh, we ended up running this cat. He ended up getting in there early in the morning. I met up with him and he got the track. Same cat we were running the day before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went across the road and we got together, you know, never hunted together other than bumping to each other in the woods. And we came up with a plan and uh, he, he let out his good dog and I let out my good dog. And then we let the rest behind and we ran this cat from nine o'clock in the morning until about four. Okay. And it was a race. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've had so much snow this year. So when we let the dogs go, they were, they were leaving in two, three feet of snow, Jeez. but then we were running on south facing slopes that had nothing. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a struggle for the dogs, you know, going from the snow oh, to sure. the dry and the snow to the dry, yep. you know, the conditions were changing and all that. And we ended up catching the cat. They put it up in a tree and something went on and the cat bailed and nobody caught it. And we get down there and dogs are still treed cats, nowhere <laughs> to be seen. And we're like, what the heck? So me and Matt, we come up with a plan. We tie the dogs up, let everybody sit there. And me and him just made a huge loop. Uh, I hit everything that was snow. I didn't walk into any dry, nothing like that. Just trying to find that track. Yeah. And eventually I, I ended up coming across the track and figured out where that cat, he, he jumped from the tree off into the dry patch and then skirted up the ridge and walked that ridge line out. Mm-hmm. So we came back and Matt got his drifter dog and I got my door dog, that Walker female of mine. We headed up the ridge and kind of knew where the cat had been. It was all dry ground and we just walked them up there and they struck that track and on we went again. And we let them get good and started. And uh, once they were really opening up, we had the cat jumped. We went back about another 300 yards, untied everybody from the tree and the race was on with all them. And we ran it for probably another three hours till we got it finally treed. <laughs> and uh, we were able to get his boy in there and harvest a, a really nice tom for him. It was really great. That's awesome. I saw pictures so, of that. Um, he's posted pictures of that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, and and that, that, that's the type of stuff that I enjoy doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was that guy. Uh, somebody picked me up off the side of the road. They, they worked their butt off for me to harvest a great lion. And I, I enjoy doing that for people because I know that feeling. Yeah. You know, so that, that's a lot of the joy that I get out of it. You know, I, I enjoy bringing people to the trees and Definitely. people that have never seen a lion and, you know, never even been behind hounds or whatever. And I, I always try to make sure that they're getting uh, like the real experience, you know, yeah, they're getting to run my dogs. I give them a controller. They get to follow them. They get a, you know, it's not like, oh, there's a lion in the tree. Let's go to it. You know, yeah. they're they're having to work. They're having to learn. You exactly. know, and they they really enjoy doing that. You know, and I think I've I've got a few people to get enough interest in hounds that I think they might have a few here pretty soon. You know, <laughs> there you go. No, but it so, gives people that appreciation and that understanding, and I think that's that helps a lot. Oh, it absolutely does. 
we've got a one area that we're allowed to run hounds in. Uh, it's the Custer State Park, and it's a it's a draw tag. So you, you put in for it, and it's generally about eight to twelve years. I know guys have preference for it, and uh, ended up uh, running in there this year with a fella that you know I was supposed to go with another guy and they only let three tags out a month okay. and you get you get two weeks to run in there and then your season's done then they allow us to boot hunters in and then another two weeks okay so we ended up i was on my way home from work i already had all the plan to be in the park and all this and i got a message over facebook saying hey uh i drew a park tag and i heard you had some dogs uh would you be interested in helping me out and I was like, man, I'd love to, but I'm, I'm actually going to be in the park for another hound or another hunter right now yeah. for this same season. I said, if you don't get nothing figured out, I said, you're welcome to come with us. I said, I, I have to primarily work for this guy at mm-hmm. this time. Cause I, I just committed my time to him. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I get that. That's, that's understandable. He said he was going to look around for some other guys and let me know. And, so I'm on my way home, getting ready. I get snowed in in Rawlings, and I'm stuck there, trying to everything I can to get through this snowstorm to get to the park. I worked all night long, drove all day, and was hoping to drop dogs somewhere around two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was quite the day. Yeah, but I'd say uh, so. yeah, didn't end up getting there, and the snow that was supposed to be there wasn't there. Uh, the guy that had the tag that I was supposed to be with. He didn't like the idea of there not being any snow and he had some other stuff. He still had to get taken care of at home. So he decided he was going to come back when the snowstorm came through. So <laughs> David, the other guy, he called me and he said, Hey man, uh, were you guys in the park today? Did you guys, did you guys see anything or whatever? You know, he was just kind of fishing around to see what was going on. Yeah. And I said, you know, man, I, I wasn't able to get in there. I said, but the, the tag that I was supposed to be running with, He's, he's not going to be there. So, I mean, if you don't have anybody, I'd, I'd be more than welcome to come out and help you. At least we'd go for a hike and yeah. be with the dogs and do and go from there. And he said, that'd be great. You know? So I ended up meeting up with him. He had another houndsman showing up out of Wyoming coming to help. And, uh, we went and hiked in the morning and then he showed up a little later and we met up with him. And ended up working some dogs together. He had a, a really good pack of dogs too. Nice. And uh, all our dogs, I mean, they mashed up together. Everybody was good. And we thought we had something started on the dry ground there for a little bit. And that kind of petered out. And we called her a day and came back the next day. And we were in there for probably four days. We had lots of snow and uh, just wasn't getting nothing moving. The few days that it was snowing, it was continuous snow. So we, you know, if you're going to catch a track, it's going to be within 10, 15 minutes. Like, yeah. otherwise it's gone. And, uh, ended up, we left that night and then came back the next morning. I was planning on bringing a snowmobile in, so I was going to stay a little later, getting all my stuff loaded up. Zach ended up hitting the park early and I get a phone call. He's like, I got to kill. Cat drug a deer across the road last night, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I scrapped the whole snowmobile idea and all that whatnot and loaded the dogs as fast as I could. And away we went. 
Hey, we got there, got everybody situated, and same situation. You know, me and Zach never really ran together. Uh, we came up with a good plan. You know, he he found the track, so it was his his lion. Uh, we decided to let his two good dogs go, and then my two good dogs go, and then we would shuffle the puppies in afterwards. Yeah, and uh, we ended up letting them go. Dogs took this cat up the ridge, nice and slow. Uh, ended up where it looked like they may have had it bait up on the rock or it, it did something up there and dogs got screwed up and we're trying to figure out what's going on. There's dogs everywhere and it's kind of a mess. And, uh, we ended up taking dogs back down to the truck, trying to start it over. And, uh, we got dogs going on it, but it just wasn't working out. Yeah. So we pulled dogs back, made a big circle. And as they're, looking for that we catch another track coming through well the cat we were running we we figured to be a female so uh after the long week we figured we'd run her and see what happens and at least we get to see a cat in the tree yeah and uh well ends up this this other cat looped around with all the commotion and made its way to that kill that that female had (laughs) and we we could tell it was a different track yeah and I was out catching dogs and getting everybody recouped and back to where we needed to be. And Zach called me and he said, Hey man, we got a track. And he's like, what well, do you want me to wait? Or do you want, what, what, what are we doing? I said, run it, get the dogs going. Yeah. And so he's, he gets everybody going and they get on it. And I think they took it close to three to four miles and uh, ended up treating it. Nice. Uh, and it ended up being a really great cat. Uh, I think it was the biggest out of that season so far. Uh, but it was another experience that, you know, the, the guy that we were hunting with, he had no idea about him. Yeah. You know, he, he's never been around him. He, he has killed lions before. He killed a lion uh, a few years prior, but he was just calling it in, you know, with yeah. the boot hunter type stuff. Okay. And uh, so he's been call? around the cat. What's that? Is that like a predator call? Yeah. A, a lot of guys will call him in or use a distress call or a lot of guys uh, like to walk him out or they'll sit on a kill. Okay. And uh, he was successful with that, but he'd never been around the hounds. And he, he really wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy was out every day with us. He was hiking. He was all over the place. Never didn't have no quit. You know, so it, it was a great experience for us because we had somebody that, was actively participating in it. You know, yeah, sometimes definitely. you get guys that just expect you to go and catch you a lion and here it is. And thanks. Yep. See you later. You know, but you know, he, he ended up becoming a good friend and so did Zach. And, uh, we all still chat together and hopefully we'll be running some more lions this next season. Awesome. And you mentioned like, you thought they got them bait up in some rocks and stuff. What's your country look like out there? Do you have a lot of bluffs? You have a lot of trees? I mean, so South Dakota can be a little bit of everything. Uh, and we got caps in a lot of it. Uh, the Black Hills is primarily pine trees. Okay. You know, we've got granite rock and that type of stuff. There's big cliff edges, that type of stuff. It's not, not what people depict South Dakota to be. You know, people think South Dakota, they think like Nebraska and cornfields and yep. all of that. And, and it's, it's not. You know, we, we've got some pretty rough country up in here. Okay. And then we've got some badland type country and then out on the prairie. And there's cats in primarily all of it. 
So we've actually, with South Dakota, we're, and I'm no biologist, so this is all my <laughs> own personal opinion. But we, the way we're set up, we're, you know, we're centrally located in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And about as central as you can get. We are the center of the nation. And uh, our cats tend to spread out a lot. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got cats that they've traced all the way up. I believe it was up into New Hampshire. or No, it's Connecticut. It's probably 10, 15 years ago Jeez. where a cat that they have DNA off of, they caught DNA off of it in South Dakota. I believe they caught another sample in Michigan and then they caught it where it had been hit by a car in Connecticut. Jeez. So our, our cat travel, yeah. you know, we we're such a small area to have the density of lions that we have that like this, all, all the sub adult males just tend to get pushed out and they yeah. just wander, you know, and they've, they've ended up in all kinds of places. <laughs> Obviously if you're you ending up in Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's just one that they followed. Mm-hmm. So, so now you got to think about all the cats that they don't know where they're at. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, I, I always joke that we just feed the nation with lions. There you go. So, that's if you're cool. seeing cats down in Iowa and Nebraska and Mississippi and Missouri and that type <laughs> of stuff, I guarantee they came from South Dakota. That's or funny. at least passed through. Yeah. All right. Now I want to hear about Connery. All right. Yeah. So that's kind of my own little thing. Uh, I don't know where it's going to land or what it's going <laughs> to do. Uh, I build holsters. Okay. I, and I, I got laid off back in... 2019 or in 2020 and I, I just purchased a, a new gun and I wasn't able to find a holster for it and I uh, kind of was bored more than anything and I was like well <laughs> I googled how to build these Kydex holsters and I spent my time figuring out how to do it and I made dozens of them and dozens of them until I was like oh this is actually something I could do Yeah, and I kind of did that on the side while I was waiting for work to come back and uh, started doing that and then I, I went back to work and it kind of petered off and then I, I started building harnesses Okay. all my own personal use but yeah. I guess people started seeing them and they're like well where'd you get that and I said well I made it <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd make a few for some people here and there and uh, I guess I'm trying to get some supply built up where I'll, I'll be able to sell a little bit of them online I've already sent a few out to some houndsmen out in Montana and a, a couple of my local guys run them and mm-hmm. I've been running mine for three years now and just trying to do something to fill my time more than anything. Yeah. Now the one picture so, I saw of that, uh, 200, that alpha 200 holster looks pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the main design that I'm working with. Okay. Uh, I'd like to be able to do guns with people, but it, it gets hard because I have to have the gun in person. Okay. But but having having that Garmin right there on your chest, I run mine like that, mm-hmm. and I I I really like how it feels and fits, and yeah. I don't ever have any issues with it falling out, and I'm not struggling with ropes or lanyards or anything like that, and it stays close to my chest where it stays warm, and mm-hmm. everything seems to work out with it so far. Nice. Good deal. But it's funny that if you've seen that, the 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of hounds. Well, I don't know if I have that one on there yet. I'll have to get the phone. I'll, I'll shoot you some messages. I saw I, you had uh, he, Derek do that, didn't you? And and that that just came from being at work. I was working nights, driving around in my forklift, and uh, I drew up this just absolutely horrendous sketch. <laughs> I sent it to Derek, and I said, "What can you do with this?" And he sent me something back that was just awesome. Yeah, and uh, he he used my dogs in it, and uh, it it worked out really well. And we we've done some different renditions where you know it's I've, I've got a bear, a coon, a lion, mm-hmm. bobcat, and a gray fox right now. Yeah. So, and I, I've got some stuff coming with it. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. slow in the process of being back and forth with work, but hopefully we'll have some merchandise. I guess you could say here you within a short time. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's been, it's, it gives me something to do in my off time. Yeah. So, but it tends to get pretty busy with running dogs and work and that. <laughs> oh, I know. Especially for so. all the traveling you got to do for work. So, yeah. So, primarily I'm out in Utah. I've been out here for two years now. Okay. So, so. generally in the same location, just, move around within a eight mile radius <laughs> drilling natural gas wells. Gotcha. But it, it gives me a lot of time that I'm able to hunt when I'm home and yeah, work my dogs. And so it, it works out. That's awesome. Not a great schedule, but not a horrible one, especially for a houndsman. <laughs> I don't think I could do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've tried, I've tried the regular nine to five and I go crazy. If I don't have my 14 days off, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I could do it. Uh, that's, Definitely nice. I, that's about all I got for tonight. If you, unless you got something else, I don't know. Any more stories? Do you want to tell? Oh, I could probably find some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try to think. I don't know if I got any that are podcast worthy. <laughs> well, we'll have to just save them for for the next time then. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get Cody on here. Yeah, he's got more. He's got more stories than what you think. I heard. He's got a lot of porcupine stories, or at least a couple. <laughs> He's definitely played with some porcupines. But hey, if you're not hunting porcupines, you ain't hunting. Well, I'm lucky I ain't got any, so I'm sure I would have. Some, tra- I'd have some stories if I did. They ain't trashy; they're just gamey. Yeah, that's what I like to say. Yeah, we got porcupines and skunks out here, and the dogs love them. I've got skunks. Luckily, knock on wood, it's been a little while, but yeah, I've yeah, got them. I just don't, if I lived a little further north, I'd be in the Porkies, but just luckily <laughs> they're not quite down this far. Yeah. Well, right on. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, talking to me. Yeah, no problem. We'll have to catch up again. Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>